0: This is The Big Shut-In, Stories from Quarantine. My name is David, and stuck here in my house with my family for the foreseeable future, I wanted to talk to other people about what they're going through in this evolving catastrophe that is the COVID-19 virus. Because while we're all stuck at home, or should be, That means very different things to different people and presents a wide range of different problems. So, in each episode, you'll hear some of my own thoughts, feelings, emotions, and the moment of a particular day, and then a conversation with a friend about what they're handling and how they're handling it. I'm hoping it will help you, the listener, find some inspiration to deal with your own drama in this bizarre moment, whatever it may be, or at least let you know that you're not alone even if you are, you know, alone. So it's Monday, March 16th, 2020. Um, it's 10.41 p.m. And it's the end of the first real day of everything going completely haywire... Here in New York City. For me until till today. It, it didn't really become real. How disruptive. And different. And strange. The next few weeks. Probably months. Are going to be. Even when the news was coming from Italy. And, and China. And everywhere else. About what quarantine looks like and how that was going to play out. And and, and even when it became apparent that what was being done or not done or done badly and that it was not going to be contained, I think there was still a lot of resistance to understanding that. At least I resisted understanding that. And I was still, you know, just last week, week and a half ago, i was really kind of blowing off the idea of of quarantine and and of you know sort of writing it off as overreaction. Um, but overreaction or not, it's it's what's happening. And it's very real. Schools officially were closed today. And that left those of us who are parents um, in a Difficult situation where we're trying to negotiate this new world of work and um, this new world of shopping, of finding supplies, and holding up. We're forced also to homeschool our children, whatever that means, um, in addition to doing the jobs we were doing before, but doing them with. Less resources Um, It's scary And I honestly have not Felt good today Um, I'm worried, I'm scared And I just, I don't know I'm starting to understand what tomorrow is going to be like And the next day, the day after that What April's going to be like? What May is going to be like? I haven't any idea. And... um, Things are going to be weird here for a while. Restaurants, bars, theaters... Are shutting down. Tourism is gone. Hospitality is gone. And all of those people... Are out of work. Now. Everyone who has to do something in the physical space with the exception of postal carriers and delivery drivers are just at home sitting on their hands. Those of us who are lucky enough to do something that is digital involves, you know, pushing emails around or creating things that are made of pixels. Um, are doing that from home and hoping that we still have customers, clients, and jobs. I'm not worried about health right now, but I'm worried about money. I'm worried that things are going to fall apart. And with all of those industries on indefinite pause and all of those people out of work—that that things are going to get desperate, and um, and that there's just not going to be enough money passing around from hand to hand for for it to reach enough hands. Anyway, here's my friend Angie. She's a graphic designer who lives around the corner from me here in Queens, with her husband and two daughters. Winnie is seven, and Marion is five.
1: You know, (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Uh, It's been a day, as you well know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it really has. Um, It's kind of why I'm doing this. I I feel like this is different from anything I've ever experienced before. Like in every... Yeah. What what was today like for you? Um, You
1: know, honestly... I feel like I was bracing for a typical sort of week and crazy kid kind of day. Like, everybody's at each other's throats and the kids are going crazy and just being, like, ending the day and in a, in, like, a big sigh and being like, oh, that was intense. Yeah, that that sort of day of just kid in intensity and, and difficulty, but for me like the actual kid interactions were kind of lovely and fun and the kids were delighted to like be home from school and have this new fun different thing and they, they didn't fight they were excited about their little homeschool station and and all of the things that would normally put me over the edge were actually fine which was great um certainly better than if they hadn't been, um,
0: how did school go today?
1: Uh, school, I, I let's put some air quotes around that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm trying not to be too too uh, crazy and demanding about it because I think, on one hand, you want to keep up some kind of structure and sense of like this is a different day than your typical weekend. Um, you know, no no funny business around here. We're gonna get work done. You know, you want I want my kids to feel that. But at the same time, this is big this is a big change for them and it's scary and and I think I think it's okay to let them feel like it's kind of fun and they're off the hook a little bit, at least at least for a little while, you know? So I'm trying yeah. to strike a balance there. I'm trying not to immediately go into like pencil's down, let's go. Let's go. Um, because I want to allow for them to be sort of scared and sort of uncertain, and and um, and to turn this into as much as we can something different and fun. If there's an opportunity to like make it memorable in a positive way, I I would love to. Um, but it was all the other stuff that um, was really, that I was sort of like grappling with while trying to pretend to be a, a school teacher. <laughs> um, you know, I went for a walk. I took the dog for a walk in the afternoon and, you know, every one of the restaurants had a homemade sign in the window that said they were closing and it just kind of hit me. Like, this, is, this is big.
0: <laughs> is this the first day you've really felt that? I mean, what's the week been like? What, what what's build up to this been like? What did you first realize this was not just going to be nothing?
1: Well, I think I think today, yeah, today was the first day that was like a, a completely different day than we've ever had. We all knew it was coming, or we had we suspected it was coming and in our own social circles and have have sort of joked about this day and how hard it was going to be and, and but it, it is I guess in some ways I, I should have been more prepared <laughs> knowing that it was coming
0: I feel like you were more prepared than we were if you have a homeschool station. <laughs>
1: You know, um, it's not for the kids. It's for me.
0: <laughs> huh. Teacher's lounge? Do you have a teacher's lounge?
1: Oh, I should make one, actually. That's a really good point. We just brought their their desk out of their, or their table out of their bedroom and put it in the kitchen. And they meticulously sharpened every pencil in the apartment. And um, we, we put a little plant on the table and, and made a cork board on the wall. I'll send you a picture. Um <laughs> And we printed out our little schedule and yeah, when the going gets rough, I make a list. Um, once we knew school was closing this for how long and then the only way that I can sort of wrap my brain around is like, okay, got to make a plan. Make a schedule, half hour for lunch, you know, 45 minutes for physical activity and <laughs> that, that's the way that I feel like everything's going to be okay. Um, not actually like I think the kids need that level of structure. But without it, I am sort of floundering. Um, So, I don't know. I'm floundering either way, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we... um, This has just been... I feel like I've been having a slow-motion panic attack for 24 hours, and I'm just kind of trying to figure out what to do with it.
1: Actually, slow-motion panic attack is really a good way... Of putting it, I felt like throughout the day it was more like a, what did I say, like a gathering moss or a snowball sort of gathering and getting bigger and bigger until the second the kids were in bed. And I was like, you know, I, I immediately thought, what is this and what is that? And, you know, just imagining all these complex scenarios of terrible things that could happen and, and probably many of which will Um and I think that's what makes it feel so different and so much bigger than anything I've ever experienced. Because I, I am given to catastrophic patterns of thought and anxiety, and imagining all of, you know, imagining my kid falling onto the subway tracks, and imagining, you know, this train that goes right by my house going off the rails. And I mean, the way I'm describing it sounds like I just have a train thing, but. But really, it feels like all of these scenarios that in the past have been, oh, that's that's just Angie sort of letting herself go down a, a pattern of dark thoughts. And really, it, it, a lot of it's probably really going to happen.
0: Um, it's like when a when a hypochondriac actually gets sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is. Is there a weird satisfaction in that? You're like, I told you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could find some
0: satisfaction. <laughs> no. So wh- you guys are, are leaving town? What is that about?
1: Well, that's the plan today. Uh, we we booked a refundable Airbnb um, out in the middle of the Poconos. Um, we got the idea from some friends who, well, yeah, they, they just told us we're going to try to escape. And, and I think when, last night when I was sort of panicking a little, Dave said, well, we could just look. Let's just look. Um, and it turns out that a lot of vacation rentals are, you know, they're losing all of their reservations. They're not getting new reservations because people aren't traveling. Um, and so we were able to find... A place that was incredibly inexpensive, um, with just a little cottage with two bedrooms and Wi-Fi, uh, pet-friendly, so we can take our our annoying little dog. And um, you know, assuming that there isn't a more aggressive travel or shelter-in-place style um, restriction before Friday afternoon, um, I think we'll hop in the car and. And just go. Pre- and I most mean, of the time, I think that's a good idea. And then other times, again, I I start to imagine scenarios in which it's not a good idea. Like, what if we what if we get there and one of us gets sick? What if we what need if gas and all the come. gas stations are closed?
0: What if you're not allowed? To what if, if you're
1: not allowed to come back? Right. Exactly. So these are all, I, I they, these are all things that are going through my head, for sure.
0: I was in a real food paranoia today. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I do I do all the cooking over here and I, I was just like, I need to make sure that I can, it's like, it, it felt like a control, like a solvable problem or something. Mm-hmm. So I just stocked it. Like I have, I, I feel like we could probably eat for three weeks. We had to with what I have in the freezer and the pantry.
1: And I think that's about where we are too. Yeah.
0: And you're just going to bring all that with you?
1: Um, we're going to bring as much as much of it as we can. Um, yeah. I think you know the the place has things like toilet paper and paper towels and um, I think cooking basics, salt and pepper, that kind of stuff. But I I think. You no, know, I'm working on a list right now. <laughs> I'm working on a list of all the things that we will we'll take and how many meals I can make out of that and what can cross over from breakfast to dinner and how much we can anticipate having leftovers that'll stretch across days and um...
0: it's a bold plan i'm i'm i i, I I'm, I'm it's kind of stunning i am I, I like right. hey, you allowed to do that?
1: I know, just I know.
0: A cabin? I mean, why not? If you're going to be stuck somewhere, you might as well be somewhere pleasant, I guess. But it's, I'm I, I'm sort of gobsmacked by the whole idea like, and impressed, kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we still have four days before it's actually, the plan goes into effect, which is why we got the refundable version. <laughs> because I just feel, even in just the last week, in the previous five days, so much has changed, not only with, like, the news and the actual restrictions and things that have gone into place, but also just our mindset and how safe or threatened we feel or how, you know, our comfort level with it. So right now, that's the plan. I I honestly feel pretty great about it, Um, but, again, it's kind of a moment-to-moment situation
0: well we're going to figure this out one way or another i think yeah. what choice do we have
1: yeah yeah it's i think it's going to look very different three well one, two, three, four, five five weeks from now um oh, i gosh. think that's what's really hard to imagine five
0: weeks i mean i guess yeah. right yeah.
1: six minimum oh. minimum yeah, because I'm sure you saw the mayor's, I mean, he, he didn't seem even a little bit convinced that April 20th was was realistic. Um, so, I don't know. I think that's the other thing that really sort of choked me up today was kind of looking through their backpacks and, and unpacking them and getting their stuff out for their little homeschool station and just seeing, like, these adorable little writing projects that they've been working on and, like, like their partner stuff. And, I mean, this is... It's important to them, you know? And it's it's heartbreaking to see that these... Like, it's very possible that, like, kindergarten is just over for... For Marion, like, but she's had, she's experienced kindergarten, and that's over. And she was just having such a great year; like, loved her teacher, loves, loves, she, the teacher's alive love, um, <laughs> loves her teacher, and um, you know, it's just, it's just tough to see them have to, have to have such an abrupt stop to something that was so great um and it's a lot of pressure on a parent to to try to create that kind of um that kind of content (laughs) it's it's impossible to duplicate um with the particular resources and skill set that we have (laughs) um but i mean
0: even if what what choice do we have (laughs) even if we give up on Educational development, like just to the, the the emotional engagement of like friends and totally. I mean, that's what I like. How how is this? These how are these kids going to handle like six weeks just with us? Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah, we had we had a couple of video chats today um, with their classmates. Uh, which were adorable, but um, there's there's really no substitute for for the real thing. Because you know, you know who doesn't think that a seven year old is really obnoxious? Another seven year old.
0: <laughs> That's and the not have list.
1: And we don't we don't have any other seven year olds in our home right now. <laughs> we just have the one. So yeah this poor child, her, her audience is not particularly receptive to her brand of jokes these days. Um, so I don't know I don't know I'll do my best to laugh at your jokes. <laughs> yeah. well, she does the same for me I guess.
0: <laughs> well thank, thank you for talking to me. I appreciate it. Of course. My name is David Hoffman, and this is The Big Shut-In, a production of Race Car Radio.